Hello and welcome to another episode of Dos Cervezas, por favor. We're really trying to expand our international audience here to be two beers, please. Also, I've been watching a lot of Narcos, so, you know. I'm Matthew Phillips. You know my dude, Yannick. We're back to talk about a whole lot in the sports world. My goodness, Jan, what a what a last week in the sports world. It was it's a good one, uh, both on the courts and fields and a lot of stuff happening off the uh, the playing field. Yeah. Wow. There's just so much going on, like respectively in the world of sports and and in my own like sports teams like today, for example, the Bruins play the Flyers. So rivalry game. And then you have the Red Sox playing the Rays, another rivalry game. And you have the Celtics playing the 76ers, another rivalry game. And then Byron's playing PSG and now has their second player who can't be a part of it. I'm just, it's just too much. Let's, let's be honest. All of your stress is just about the Byron game. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not all. Those, but other like, things are, those other things are like sprinkled on top. The stress is 99% Champions League quarterfinals. And look, justifiably but, so. I mean, you know, quarterfinals compared to regular season. I mean, the Red Sox game doesn't matter at all. <laughs> Right, that's fair. You know, it's like when you're getting a divorce and then you stub your toe. Like it still hurts. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not something the most, to worry about. It's not the most important thing happening in your life. How many times have you gotten a divorce and stubbed your toe, Yannick? It's it's oh, it's a really bad reoccurrence. It's like <laughs> you know, when it rains, it pours every time. <laughs> it's like, can I catch a break? God, it's already taking me for all I'm worth, and now I've got a fucked up toe. God damn it. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a good one. We've got, of course, two NCAA champions to talk about. Masters weekend is upon us. So nice that it's back in, at the time it's supposed to be, and uh, we'll give we'll give slight, small predictions for the MLB season ahead. We're not gonna go too crazy in depth because I even saw a stat like yesterday that was like Angels four and one, their best start since like two thousand seven or two thousand nine. Like they have one hundred and fifty seven other games to play. Stop with this shit. But. Uh, of course, always make sure you're following us on Facebook, the Two Beers Please Facebook page. We got the Twitter, which I'm starting to actually I've been I've been lazy on the Twitter. I've been bad, but I'm I'm getting back to it. Uh, that is the number two BP underscore podcast. Of course, Jan's always killing it with the Instagram, two beers please underscore podcast. And then review and subscribe and share on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes. Show it to your sports loving uncle. I bet he'll love us. Unless, I guess, you know, unless he votes a certain way. I always think about that. I'm like, we don't really shy away about how we uh, we lean um, in towards the world, which, you know, it's our podcast, so we're going to do whatever the hell we want. Jan, how are we feeling today? Um, You know, I'm feeling pretty, pretty, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I know I say that a lot, but, I mean, do I say that a lot? I feel like it's usually a 50-50 between feeling good and not feeling good. But, you know... Here's what I'll I say. I feel like you're more honest with the how are we feelings than I am. Most of the time, I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, but no, but today I'm really feeling good. I, you know, you know when you're you're in a good mood and just like everything that you're you're absorbing is also putting you. Like I found a new artist. That's not like a new, like they're new, but like for me, they're new and their music you're is just making them. me feeling good. The book I'm reading making me feel good. Like just everything that um, you know, the people I'm talking to, uh, uh, you know, obviously talking to you right now always makes me feel good. Went on a walk with my buddy Emily uh, the other day. Always makes me feel good too. It's just a lot of you know a lot of positive energy. So I'm just uh, keeping at it. Um, and yeah, grateful, grateful to be there in this good weather too. 
Yeah, it's the time of year. It's just like just good vibes in, in those first few the weeks of spring where you get that that heat wave and you just like you go outside and you just can't help but have Beautiful. a smile on your face. Like you're just like. I gotta go to work. I gotta do, but you're just like sick. It's it's beautiful out, which is which is nice because uh, I I certainly needed that, Jan. As as me and Yannick talked off the, the podcast, we figured out that I am uh, a, a, quite a masochist, apparently. Um, which I think we all kind of are in certain relationships. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you know, I got uh, I got a, a young lady from my past that I can't help but hang out with because, like, you know, when I'm with her, it's it's the time of my life, and then it drives me fucking up the wall the other times it's, it's one of those people that like just perfectly knows how to play you as if you're a piano but uh it's it's like playing with fire it's a blast while you're doing it and then next thing you know you've got third degree burns and you're in the er yeah it's the masochist sonata beethoven's <laughs> lesser known masterpiece I'm like a little i'm literally just like a puppet my favorite thing too is like i literally am like a 15 year old about this like I, after spending the weekend with her on like Sunday, I was like, all right, do yourself a favor. And like, I'll go into the contact and I'll be like, change the name to don't text her. I spent all last night having a conversation with her, with her name as don't text her. And I, I still don't stop myself, but you know, I, it's, it's a year into the podcast, Jan. Last year, we went far too in depth with the NFL draft. This year we're hitting off with a bang and I'm just going to embarrass myself across the airwaves. Hey, you know what? I love that because you guys need to know that we're both horribly embarrassing people. Like horribly, just horribly, horribly. Uh, and and we want you to know who we are. We don't want you to think we're two like put together people who know all their stuff. No, we have terrible sports takes and we're horribly embarrassing people. Um, but we're also awesome. And that's kind of the beautiful juxtaposition of it. So uh, you know, Matt, Matt knows I, I am a masochist when it comes to relationships too. The only reason I'm not completely like down my ass about it right now is because they're both, neither of them live in this, in the place I live in anymore. So there you go. It's like, <laughs> that's what helps, that's what helps with my, my, me too. Like she doesn't even live in Iowa anymore. And obviously, you know, most of the time I don't either. So like it helps. And then, you know, the world's collide and you would think though, eventually yeah, I'd be like, oh yeah, I can just hang out with this person that I dated for three months, 14 years ago. But, you know, I'm a lunatic. I am what I am, I suppose. So, Jan, uh, with that, what are we drinking today? <laughs> oh, you know what we're drinking today. <laughs> oh, you know what we're drinking today. Um, I'm drinking a Bell's Double Two-Hearted Ale. Let me tell you why it is such a good beer. It's So it's so it's the Two-Hearted Ale, but it's a double. So it's a double IPA. It's got 11% ABV. Like, it's like, it's fucking legit. Ooh, um, I love that. I love that woo! kind of beer. You know, it's kind of like Blue Moon, but like with really, really, really intense kick. It's like a blue. It's like, it's like Blue Moon, but you're gonna get drunk a lot quicker. <laughs> it's like you're drinking three Blue Moons, but it doesn't like make you throw up because you're not drinking three like actual beers. Um, and the reason I'm drinking it, it's actually my new favorite beer. There's a bar across from the cafe that I'm I'm actually the manager at right now, uh, and it's called the Reservoir. Shout out to Schaefer, who's the owner of the Reservoir, and we got this really great thing going where he gets free coffee and I get free beer. It's, I mean, it's like, Absolutely. I don't, I don't know. I think it's the best thing to come out of this year so far. I really do. I mean, I mean that to my heart. Cause it's just like, Dude, the tricks, the tricks of New York are figuring out ways to not have to pay for shit at places. Like Absolutely. You come with friends with as many bartenders as you can, as many baristas as you can, as they like, and then like, that's how you survive. Yeah. That's how you survive. Or at least that's how your wallet survives. Right. That's how your wallet survives. And, uh, 
you know, I it's it's there's a lot of great uh, selections there, but the two hearted ale. I drank it one night watching the UCLA Alabama game actually. Uh, so that crazy ending. And since then, I've just that's what I've been sticking with. I watched it during the Stanford Arizona game towards the end there too. So it's just synonymous with so many great moments in my head right now too. So I'm just like, yeah, this yeah. is a good beer. You're two for two, where if you're drinking that beer, there's going to be a damn good game on in front of you. There you go. Well, I also drank it during uh, UCLA Gonzaga, not for the end because we had left at that point, but for for the beginning. You, you should have drank it last night. I should have drank it last <laughs> night. I didn't, and that's why it was not the game we wanted. But you know, you I let can't... it all down, John. <laughs> I'm sorry. I gave you so many great moments. Can you can you blame me? All right, it can't all be great. Otherwise, nothing's great. I can only drink so many beers. Well, I went with a. Uh, I, I spent. Saturday at Exile, a place I've, I've certainly mentioned before, Great Des Moines Brewery, um, and uh, they've got a few classics. The uh, the Hannah seemed a little too poignant after what I've already brought up, <laughs> so I went with a Ruthie. Um, yeah, it's it, we're, it's we're just going shameless. I don't I don't give a shit. Anymore. I love it's, it. It is I what it is. I love it. Oh um, God. No. At least she's aware of the, the shamelessness. Uh, but so, yeah, I'm, I'm drinking a Ruthie. It's, uh, like I said, one of their originals. It's a classic lager, Munich and Pilsner malt, German pearl hops. So, you know, classic German production of a, of a lager. So you'd like it, Jan. It's a, it's a good beer. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try a Ruthie um, at some point. You know what? Also, if you're an ex of one of ours and you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I can't believe he's talking about me. I have a question for you. Why are you listening to the podcast? Yeah. Why you listen to the podcast then? You like well, I know, my voice? <laughs> I know for a fact she would not listen to this. So yeah, you know, so I just had to get somebody else. I just had to tell her, and I, I don't give a shit. There you go. Who don't give a shit? Don't give a shit. Life's too short to give a shit. She's she's well aware, and uh, somehow still kind of hangs out with me. All right, let's get to the sports world before I embarrass myself too much. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> don't want to. I think that's I think that's enough of uh, putting myself on blast for now. We gotta save more uh, for the later episodes, otherwise it's it's you know what are right. what are we gonna do? Also, then? I was like, this might not be the episode I ever want like my future girlfriend to listen to. She'd be like, uh, so who the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no one, no one. I'm over. I am over her now. That was that was it was that podcast that. years ago. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Just get it out of the way. There you go. You're fine, honey. I love you. All right. Sports news. Hubert Davis named the new head coach of North Carolina. Jan, what are your thoughts on Hubert Davis being appointed the the head job there for the Tar Heels? Yeah, well, we were talking about this. It's so it's it it's so nice when one podcast bleeds perfectly into the next one as we like predicted who was gonna get it and now so we get true. to talk about who gets to get it. Uh, I think it's the right move. I think it's smart to stay in the UNC family with a guy who's been prepping to take this job. Uh, I think a radical departure from a Roy Williams UNC would have only made sense for like Mark Few or another like giant who you knew, you know, could get you somewhere. And I don't think there was a guarantee for like one of those top three coaches. So just start now on your road to instead of rebuilding your dynasty, retooling it. You know, it's not a rebuild. Davis brings a Roy vibe to town and he's just going to look to bring it into the modern day more. Yeah, he's a great guy and a great hire. I, I, and, and you know, first African American coach for UNC basketball. Great, great, uh, great historic uh, significance as well. Absolutely. I mean, I, that's that's certainly I think the thing that it's hard not to catch your eye first, especially for you know a, a program that uh, is is in the South and and 
has certainly, uh, I mean, it's one of those hires with, with that where you're like, schools, you're going to start seeing, like we, we've talked about before about NFL, how there's not nearly enough black head coaches, black general managers and stuff. Certainly college basketball is the same way, uh, unfortunately. And I think the Huber Davis hire, you know, I, I think you're going to start seeing how impactful, you know, the more diverse your your head coaching staffs can be and, and all that stuff, the, the better. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's just a terrific hire in general. Um, overjoyed for Hubert Davis, you know, a guy, an ex Tario player, was at ESPN doing college game day for several years. And in 2002, left to join Roy Williams staff. And, you know, I'm sure in his head, this was always the the goal. Um, and I'm sure even Roy Williams kind of poaching him away from ESPN, that that was part of the discussion. Um, because, you know, nobody, nobody gets into coaching to be an assistant coach. I'm not saying an assistant coach isn't a rewarding job and then that people don't like it. But, like, you want to be the head man. Um, so it's, uh, it's something that it, it, it happened so fast to the hiring process that it seems like it was in the works for kind of a few years. Like, uh, it seemed like they were kind of prepping Hubert for, for this job, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a great hire. You said it too. Like when you have a guy like Roy Williams, who has established such greatness, you, you want to continue that greatness. There's, there's no reason to, to really reinvent the wheel so much. Um, at, at North Carolina. So I, I think it's a great hire. And a couple other big hires that happened, uh, a little overshadowed because of this one. Uh, Oklahoma, getting Porter Moser and Long Kruger's retirement, uh, also being overshadowed by Roy Williams, Long Kruger, terrific head coach. Um, sad to see him go as well. But Porter Moser going to Oklahoma. And Mike Woodson, that that, that was the shock hire for me so far. Uh, Mike Woodson going to Indiana an ex-Indiana player and, of course, a long, long-time NBA assistant, head coach for the Hawks, head coach for the Knicks. Um, so has loads and loads of coaching experience, but not at the college basketball level. Level. I'm not sure I'm sold on the Mike Woodson hire um, just because the NCAA is such a different game. We've seen coaches. Obviously, Jawan Howard has, has hit the ground rolling and his job with Michigan. It's just it's just an adjustment, and, and I, I'm not sure Mike Woodson is is going to be the guy that that guy to do that. I think the Porter Moser hire for Oklahoma is fantastic. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, I'll start with Porter Moser, and also yeah, like congratulations, Long Kruger on a great career, 45 years of coaching, 10 in Oklahoma. You know, took them to that Buddy Heel 2016 Final Four that we all love to see. Um, you know, I I. I I'm sad to see Porter Moser leave Loyola Chicago for sure. You know, I, I, I love that program. What becomes of Loyola Chicago now? They hire, I think, I'm not sure if it's official yet, but it seems, seems like they'll hire uh, Drew Valentine as their <clears throat> replacement, who's the assistant coach. So he should replicate that culture, but it'll be interesting to see what the departure of Porter Moser does to that uh, program. Um, but yeah, I mean, Porter Moser did everything he could with his team, took them to two uh, kind of long NCAA tournament uh, roads and uh, Oklahoma is a school that can attract a lot of talent. And with a creative, reliable coach like Moser, there's no reason they can't compete for the big 12 title next year. Um, so I think that uh, I think that there's some good years ahead for the Oklahoma program uh, in store. As for Mike Woodson, you know, I agree. Cause, cause we've been talking about this. Half of the battle is the recruiting and is, is the understanding how young players play. And there's, and it's not that I don't think he can do it. I just, I don't have any proof that he can do it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that he, like, he certainly could because like, like even Juwan, he, he's got, I think the top recruiting class coming in next year, but you know, there's also Penny Hart, like this George, uh, 
George at Georgetown, Patrick Ewing. It 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 doesn't always work perfectly. And and like like I think that's the biggest point is it is just such a different animal. He he certainly could maybe be great at it, uh, like and like Juwan, but it's it's a lot it's a lot different recruiting eighteen year olds to come to your school as opposed to you know maybe even trying to sign a free agent like that. Those aren't the same. They don't equate. Right. So like, do I think Mike Woodson can coach a team? Well, yeah, of course he's shown that he can help do that. I just, can he build a program in Indiana that Indiana is looking for, you know, because we talked about it being one of the big jobs and and there still being a little prestige left in, in being a Hoosiers coach, you know, I don't know how much longer that prestige lasts if Mike Woodson goes in and has like, five six years of so so results so he's gonna have to he's he's gonna have to have a good team around him i think is, is so we'll see who he builds around him um but yeah i mean i i wish him the best you know love to see indiana get back to the indiana you know of old so we'll see that uh if that can happen um but yeah i think all interesting hires i i love the hubert davis hire porter moser deserves it and oklahoma got a great hire there We'll see about Indiana. I don't know. We'll see. There's so many good teams in the Big Ten, too. I just don't. I don't know how he's going to do year one, especially. It's more. Yeah, I guess I, I shouldn't say that I don't believe in the hire. It's just it, there's just so many questions of like how it will go. Um, and for a, a team, a school like Indiana that, you know, d- doesn't have the pull of North Carolina, but it's just a step. I mean, it's still Indiana. Uh, certainly Mike Woodson will have the thick skin to deal with the Indiana job. So, so they love that in his favor. Um, and he, the one, you, the Porter Moser thing for me, I, I was just, I was mostly just surprised he left for Oklahoma because he's been, you know, talked about getting hired by, you know, since he took Loyola to the final four, he's been connected to basically every job opening. Um, and it seemed like so long people were like, well, he really likes the Chicago area. He likes that, that, you know, that region and stuff. And, uh, Oklahoma's not in that region. So I, I was surprised he left. I think, you know, obviously it's a school that cares a decent amount about basketball and certainly has some good facilities. Um, but I, I expected him to to kind of stay there until he got – because if Porter Moser is successful at Oklahoma, he's going to move on somewhere else. And I expected him to stay at Loyola until he got, like, that that job. But we shall see. And then uh, the, the last coaching hiring – we kind of called this one too with Texas Tech. We we thought they would keep it in house, and they are Mark Adams, longtime assistant coach for Chris Beard, both at Little Rock and Texas Tech. He will be taking over the helm there in Lubbock. Um, so lots lots of new new era starting as as always, but um, it's it's fun and uh, it'll uh, we'll see how they all they all play out. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting year for first year head coaches in, in college basketball next year. Yeah. I mean, a lot of assistants taking over too. So we'll see which ones can thrive and which ones uh, don't. It's true. Yeah, really. I mean, Hubert Davis, Mark Adams, uh, Ben Johnson, Minnesota. You're, you're right. The the assistants, which I like to see. I, I mean, yeah, you, you got to give them a chance to be a head coach. Like it's one of those things where it's like, well, you have to have this many years of experience. Like, well, I, I can't if you don't give me the years of experience. So good luck to all those head coaches. The probably biggest news outside of, of the sports playing field and court. I don't know how to say that more eloquently, but you get oh, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Darnold is going to Carolina. Yeah, he is. Traded to the Panthers for a sixth rounder in this year's draft and a second and fourth round pick in next year's draft. Jan, I, I love this move. Like, I, like, I, I feel like every few episodes I'm talking about how much I love the Panthers franchise and where they're heading 
And it's this sort of stuff that makes me feel that way. Like Tapper and Rule, they want to win. And I think they both know that they're not going to become a Super Bowl team like that. They, they know it's a process, but they also aren't sitting around waiting for it to happen. They're, they're making moves. They're, they're trying to speed this, this thing up as fast as possible. And, and I absolutely love it. Um, what are your thoughts on, on the trade? And obviously lots of implications, not even just with, with the Panthers. Yeah, I mean, I love it too. I mean, I just think what a great, you know, trio of coaches, not just coaches, but, you know, management people over there that are that are ready to take this team as far as they can go. I, mean, I always pres- forget Joe Brady's there. Joe Brady, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I always forget that he's, <clears throat> whew, yeah. man, that's, that's a fun partnership. Joe Brady a- and Darnold. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I think, I mean, the biggest winner is Sam Darnold for so many reasons. He gets to leave the Jets, which is amazing. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's just kind of, it's just kind of a perfect marriage for him because he gets to play under an offensive coordinator who he can trust. He gets to play under a coach who he can trust. He gets to play with Christian McCaffrey and and two star wideouts besides that, uh, d- depending on whether DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson say. But for now, we can say that. Um, so he's going to have every chance to do to prove himself one more time. Uh, it's a lot of pressure, too, because if he if he, you know, if he can't make it in Carolina, then that that's that says more about him than it does about the Jets. But I think he's ready for the pressure. I'm happy that he gets another chance at it. Obviously, a little disappointed that, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's time is done in Carolina. Uh, the GM coming out the other day and saying, we'll find out where to put him, whether it's here or somewhere else. So he's done. I mean, that's just like the end of it. Um, they're, letting, they're letting him. I mean, I think they said they're open to bringing him back, but they're going to let him look for trades. I mean, because that's the thing, too, with this trade. As soon as it happened, I was like, oh, okay, Sam Donald's the quarterback of the future. No, no, no. Carolina is still all in on, on, on getting a quarterback at that eighth pick. I, I mean, mostly, I think they came out and said, we did it because, you know, we weren't sure there was going to be that quarterback with the eighth pick, but they're still totally open to, to drafting a young quarterback and letting it become a quarterback competition, which I think is, is the way to go. Uh, and, I, you know, the thing with Darnold is even if it doesn't work out in Carolina, I'm not sure he's totally done. The guy's only 23 years old. Like he's barely older than Mac Jones. He's, he's such a young guy and, and I think still has so much potential where, you know, maybe Carolina does draft that quarterback that, that becomes the person they like more. I, I think there's still a chance that Sam Darnold can, can create an NFL career for himself. Um, but if that quarterback's not there, now they give themselves so much more flexibility. And, you know, a, a six-rounder this year, second and fourth, I, I, it's not like they gave up a, an incredible amount for a guy who still has, honestly, like his whole career in front of him. Right. And the Jets also, I think the Jets didn't lose anything either because they were never going to give Darnold a chance. They want Zach Wilson at that second pick. So if getting anything for Sam Darnold is a win. So, like, I... You know, I don't think it's a bad move. I think it's just a good move all overall. I think everybody benefits from it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that pick now. Um, they'll probably just pick the best person available for them. Like, I, I honestly just think that could be it. What I would think do. There's still some they – they still have a pick in the second round too where they – if Kellen Mond or Kyle Trask are there, they could pick them and still have a quarterback battle, you know? So it's like they don't have to – they're not forced to make a move to to, like, ensure a good season. So I think it's a great move. Um, yeah. And, and now it's kind of it, because you don't have to drive a quarterback. Now it's like, who, 
who drops to what other team based on this move? Because now you have the Panthers who don't necessarily need a quarterback. The Falcons are shopping around that fourth pick like they don't want a quarterback. You know, looking at Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, where do those guys end up? I think it's definitely going to shift now. Yeah, well, and I, th- I mean, I think I think the top three picks are clear now. Uh, and I, I think you're right, too, about the Jets. Like, I think it was smart for the Jets. It, like, if you're going to go with Zach Wilson and you're going to be your quarterback for your future, you, you can't really have Sam Darnold there because he's not an old Wiley veteran. He's still a, a young quarterback. It, I said he was only a, a year older than Mac Jones. He's younger than Joe Burrow. Like, it, the guy has his whole future in front of him. So I think it was smart for the Jets. But it's pretty clear now it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be Zach Wilson. It's going to be Mac Jones. It would only be the third time we've seen quarterbacks taken one, two, and three, 1999 and 1971 being the other two times. Um, and not all those quarterbacks. I mean, 1999, it was Tim Couch, Donovan McNabb, Akili Smith. Uh, if, if you don't watch a lot of football, if you're a casual football fan, you've only heard of one of those guys. Um, and interesting enough, that year as well, they had there was five quarterbacks taken in the top 12. I, I still expect it to be I mean I do you do you see any of those top five I mean so so we got the the first three are going to go the first three so it's it's Fields and Lance where are they heading do you see either of those two falling out of the top 15 I I mean because I think there's a good chance they all are done by the top 10 I don't think it's going to happen but yeah I mean with okay so with Atlanta shopping around the fourth pick that almost guarantees that whoever moves up there because someone's going to want the fourth pick. There's so many, someone's going to want the fourth pick. So that almost guarantees that whoever gets that fourth pick probably going to pick a quarterback too. Honestly, yeah. it might if be they tough. Do, I, if they trade it, I agree. I, like, may, I guess maybe you go for Sewell. Uh, but who would you really trade? Tackle, I, I mean, but, but let let him drop to you then. Don't don't let him, you know, for the fourth pick. But if you need to ta- tackle, I, I mean, the, the Bengals are – going to be idiots if they don't take Sewell at five. So if you really need a tackle, maybe you jump up and you get, you steal Sewell from, from the Bengals. Um, I mean, you know, we, we saw in the Super Bowl, those offensive tackles are, are quite important, but I, I wonder if the Falcons will trade it. I kind of feel like they're just like, you know, we might as well explore. There's already been this trade, this trade. Um, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of I, trades, a lot of lot- trades this a lot of a lot of trades. I'm I'm excited to see what the Patriots do. I think they should. I think they should just if they're going to trade. I hope it's a couple spots. I don't want them to give away the house to go up and get somebody. Um, I'd rather have them someone drop to them. But we'll see. I mean, so many things still to explore uh, with that. I wouldn't mind the Patriots signing Teddy Bridgewater honestly and having Teddy and Cam duke it out. I don't mind that at all. So like, uh, we'll see. But um, yeah, a lot of interesting implications from the trade. Uh, but but at the end of the day, just happy for Sam Darnold. I I what a what an awful start to his career this guy has had. Even 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 Mike Greenberg is all over Instagram saying like, like showing a picture of him shaking hands with Sam Darnold when he signed for the Jets and saying like no neither of us knew how terrible this was gonna be for for him. <laughs> like so happy Surely. that he moved on. And I'm like yeah yeah it was terrible. There's he's, he's gotten that, just screwed. Like so yeah. unlucky. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He's so talented. Like, I, I hate USC quarterbacks. I loved watching Sam Darnold play quarterback at USC. And, you know, even when he came out, like, there are deficiencies in Sam Darnold's game. Um, but, you know, that's 
why there's coaching staffs, right? Like the, Sam Darnold shouldn't be expected to come into the the NFL as a fully polished quarterback. He, he's supposed to be a guy that could become your quarterback, and then you're supposed to help coach him up. And the Jets did kind of the opposite of that. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I think it's just going to be a good move. Um, yeah, and now it's like also interesting what happens with the rest of the quarterbacks that are like moving around the NFL or like supposedly moving around. I think that like obviously very intrigued as to what happens with Deshaun Watson. <clears throat> the investigation needs to be finished. Um, but it's not something – if it's not something to spend suspend him for, uh, how does this hurt his ability to leave Houston? I mean, first of all, like, you know, when it comes to stuff like this, you know, you got to have to believe the people um, – that are putting forth the accusations um, until they're otherwise proven otherwise. So uh, that's what I want to say first. But second of all, actually, just, that's actually not how our justice system works. It's not how our justice system works, but it's how general no, I, thought. I, oh. I feel yeah, I agree. I think we, we need, we need to listen to, to the accusers and, and take them at their word. While also I think being like, we do live in a society where it's innocent until proven guilty. Like I think they both, I personally, I think they both can be true. Right. I mean the, yeah, the truth, like, he shouldn't be suspended until the investigation is finished, if 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 at all. So that's up. But but regardless of this, this situation, true or not, has has screwed him. So just stay in Houston. Oh, yeah. Just stay in Houston. Don't try to do anything now. Like I just think he just needs to stay in Houston. That's just the end of it. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't even think it's up to him. I, I mean, I of course never thought it was, but I don't like. I mean, now, the, yeah, the optics, like even, even, and, and just like where we are right now in society, I think where we're, we're so much more, we're at least getting better at being attuned to these sort of things. Like the, the optics around him, that, that's not really the guy you want to be trade because you're going to have to still trade a, a shit ton of stuff to get him. And that's not really the move you want to be doing like that. Nobody's gonna be like, ah, I can't wait to support that franchise. we got our quarterback who is maybe not great. So, sounds like yeah. sounds like a New England Patriots move to me. <laughs> sounds like a New England Patriots move to me. I don't know. <laughs> kind of. Uh, can I make a can I make a massage Robert Kraft joke or is that too uh I think just mentioning just bringing up the idea is fair enough. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll stop there. Yeah, that's all you got to say. Um and then the other quarterback, you know, we got to talk about is Russell Wilson. You know, the Bears obviously proclaiming Andy Dalton as their QB one. So that's out of the picture, uh, which, you know, what a sad franchise. I don't even know what to say about the bears anymore. Um, I can't wait for the games against the NFC North next year. They're going to go. Oh, and 16. I mean, they might go. Oh, and 16. I get, I get two games against Andy Dalton. I get two games against Jared Goff. I get two games against Kirk cousins. It's, uh, it's going to be just a perfect six and L for the Packers. I, it's yeah. going to be nuts. It better be. Yeah, there you go. Um, but, you know, also, is Russell going to stay put after all? I think the Seahawks would need a high draft pick or a star quarterback to give up Wilson. You know, if they like Matt Ryan, maybe trading with the Falcons for Matt Ryan plus a pick would be something. I, I also can see, like, a three-way trade where maybe the Seahawks get the fourth pick. Matt Ryan goes to Seattle. Russell goes to a third team involved. So there's still a lot of options there that I think could happen. Um you know, it's going to be interesting. I also think, look, what about Jimmy G? It, like, we, we, right. that, we that's assume, my biggest question. 
Right. We assume we assume San Fran's taking a quarterback, but what if it was Jimmy G plus the third pick to Seattle for Russell to San Francisco? That way you got two shots at your quarterback, Jimmy G and whoever you draft. And then they weren't divisional the divisional rivals, though. They're not gonna do that. They're not just yeah, Russell Wilson I know. San Fran. I know, but I think it'd be it's, interesting. It's logical. Yeah. It's logical. I mean, it's, it's not a bad trade by yeah. any means. But yeah, I think I mean I don't think Russell's going anywhere. Jimmy G's the one. I mean Plus two, they still have three years of his contract. Like it, no, Jimmy G is gonna be a he's gonna be a. Lame Jimmy G is the one is like the one where I'm like, where are you gonna go? Because you know, and and I know Jimmy G. I'm particularly tough on Jimmy G, but he did lead a team to a Super Bowl. I, I mean, maybe lead isn't the right word, but he was the starting quarterback for for a team that went to the Super Bowl and was actually winning that Super Bowl for the most part. And then Patrick Mahomes was like, wait, I'm Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want on this field. Wait, what's so, on the back of my jersey? It says Mahomes? Yeah. Oh, right. Forgot. My bad, Sorry. my bad, coach. Oh, that's I. Let me run around and throw this 80,000 yards and Tyreek Hill will come out of nowhere and catch it. I thought it said Manning. It says Mahomes. Got it. Understood. Um that's not fair to Eli Manning. He's won two Super Bowls, but yeah, you know what they I mean. Got four Super Bowls um, between yeah, both Mannings. I, I, yeah, both Mannings. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think Russell. I think Jimmy G is going to stay and be a lame duck quarterback. I think he'll he'll redshirt. They'll redshirt whoever they draft, Mac Jones, and then you know Jimmy G will just have that last year. And unless he leads the 49ers to a Super Bowl, there's no way that they keep him. I just I just don't see it. So. Right. You know, we'll see what happens. I hope. And, that even, and even if and even if he does, we've seen those guys. I mean, we've seen Alex Smith be leading the Niners to a Super Bowl, and then they're like, "Sorry, Colin Kaepernick's better than you." Like, yeah. so, like sometimes it doesn't even matter how successful you are, because like, because the team will be like, "Well, shit, if we're this successful with you under the quarterback, under the center, and we think this guy's better, sorry." Yeah. I mean, he would have to win the Super Bowl and like have an MVP season in order for them to be like, I don't know if we can let you go now. Uh, and if, to win the Super Bowl because of him, right? Exactly. He'd have to, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it'll be, it's going to be so interesting. We've been following it this whole time. It's going to be interesting to keep following it up until the draft. Um, and you know, I, I also want to point out the Steelers have a second pick that I think they used on a quarterback, you know, Kellen Mond, Kyle Trask, I talked about they're there, who do they draft to maybe replace big Ben? I think either of those guys, uh, I specific, uh, especially like Kellen Mond, but Kyle Trask is kind of a big Ben type, not like limited mobility, but a lot of good arm strength. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there, but regardless, the NFL landscape is changing and it is changing fast. Yeah, it is. And, like, well, and the thing too, is like, it's just like one thing happens and then it, 17 other dominoes fall. Like it's been so, this has been the most fun NFL off season that I can remember in recent. It, it reminds me of the fun NBA off season. I have to ask this because I am not a believer in Kellen Mond in any way, shape and form. Do you, do you think he's got a chance of being a, an NFL quarterback? I think so. I do. I think he's going to be a good at like a great NFL, like one of the greats. No, but I, I can see him being, you know, a, Ryan Fitzpatrick type of quarterback where he is a journeyman quarterback who, you know, kind of is a lead quarterback certain places. I, I think he's got a unique skill set. I, I, I agree that I don't, you see, even if, as I'm defending him now, I'm not going to go so far to defend him. Um, well, you know, maybe yeah. that's the, maybe that's the, the spot though for Kellen Mond. Maybe Kellen Mond's more of a Taysom Hill than, yeah. than a, than a Drew Brees, because I, I agree with you. I, the guy has a, a very, a, particular kind of set of school skills um like Liam Neeson 
um, where, you know, that he could bring to the football field that are tough. But, you know, he, that A&M offense is, is so college as opposed to pro. And he, I was never all that impressed with him as a quarterback. But, I, you know, the, the point could be made that he could be, you know, you throw him in there and it's a fake pass or, you know, whatever. He, he's certainly athletic enough to, to kind of play that Taysom Hill role for, for a team. Right. And I mean, Kellen Mond, if you're listening to this, as we love to say with all the people we talk about, if you're listening to this, I would love to be talking about you in five years and how you're the next Patrick Mahomes because you prove everyone wrong. That's the beauty of this. Like, we just talk shit, but they can do whatever they want at the end of the day. It's about that. It's on them to, like, prove or not prove themselves. Oh, yeah. I've always, you know, through all the years of watching sports, and I'm sure you felt this the same way, you know that, like, the people on ESPN and all this stuff are, are mostly talking out of your ass. And now that we're doing this, I'm like, oh, God, yeah, it's really we are- talking out of your ass. Talk I also just it. had a, I, I had this this vision of just like our ex girlfriends and Kellen Mon just all sitting together listening to this episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the two exes are mad at the beginning, and now Kellen are <laughs> all together. Like, Kellen Mon's like, you don't even know what they're saying about me right now. You don't even know. <laughs> all he said was they couldn't get over you. They think I suck at quarterbacks. So get over it. This is my life. This is my life. <laughs> More wine. Oh, They're in a book boy. club together. Our exes and Kellen Mon. Gonna we're gonna have to figure out a name for for the book club that that they're all in together. I'm not I'm not sure what it is, but Mon, they've got Mon, a name. Mond and my exes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like a like a shitty sitcom that gets like two two years, two seasons. People like it, but you know it's just it's just not that not that good. Yo, speaking of shameless behavior. Have you seen this Paul Pierce news? Yeah, I. Oh have. my! <laughs> I yeah. I mean, I, like, I kind of respect Paul Pierce for just doing whatever the fuck he wants, but it's hysterical because it's just like, what did you think was gonna happen, dude? Like, are you eighteen years old? He is somehow, and it's you know, and like I respect him, but also I'm like, you are an old ass man. Why are you acting like an eighteen year old? Yeah, you're absurd. Like when Harden was doing things, I was like, "What are you doing?" And now, like, I mean, also, I'm not even like, sure. Harden wasn't even on Instagram Live with someone twerking in the background while smoking a blunt. Like Paul Pierce was literally like, "What can I do on Instagram Live that will make it all?" Like he tried to check every box. Yeah, that's true. I think. I mean, you saw his. Uh, you saw his reaction to it, right? The 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 laughing video yeah, that he yeah. put out. Yeah. He doesn't care. He doesn't no, care. Not at all. Which, like, which I also kind of respect that because, like, I would wake up the next day. I have a few too many beers and like tweet something, and the next day I'm like, ah, oh, man, I kind of, I wish I probably wouldn't have done that. Paul Pierce is like, fuck it, man. That's me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, we'll see how that works out. And he's probably feeling like that now, but you know. Oh, that ESPN he, he's job also, nice. also got millions and millions of dollars. It's not like he needed that ESPN job. That's that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. I guess Paul I wouldn't Pierce care. Isn't, isn't, Paul Pierce isn't getting on LinkedIn today. Just like shit, I gotta find myself a new career. Gotta update my resume. Yeah. <laughs> not gonna put them as a contact, obviously. <laughs> no, we're not gonna. I'm surprised Paul Pierce lasted that long in ESPN. Anyway. Uh, all right. Enough. Uh, we'll go back to sport. We're just going back and forth. From shameless behavior to sports, it is Masters Week, Yannick, and it is back in April. It's back where it should be. It's so nice. Of course, last November, Dustin Johnson running away with the tournament, leading from 
start to finish uh, under 20 was his final score in that one. I mean, just, just an absolute, one of the most absolutely dominant performances that we've ever seen at Augusta. Um, he himself have, uh, has said he played the, the, the course recently. And, and, you know, this is always interesting to me about golf, about how different he said, how differently the, the whole course is playing from November compared to April. Um, saying greens were softer in, in, in November. Pardon me. Uh, he, I, I believe he said that he thinks like nine under is going to win are going to be enough to take home the green jacket this weekend. So might not see another 20 under, but glad to have the masters back. Uh, what are your expectations? What are things you're looking forward to players you're watching? Just what are you looking forward to most this weekend with, with the masters being back? Georgia. No, I love it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, love, I love that song so much. Me too. I love all the previews. Um, yeah, I'm just looking to some meaningful golf again. I feel like the biggest golf news we've had is the Tiger Woods terrible thing that happened. So I'm just looking forward to like an atmosphere, you know, that's like positive about golfing. And also it's going to be nice to watch the golfers like almost play in honor of Tiger. Um, there's also going to be fans at Augusta. So that'll change the environment a little bit too. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm expecting a wild masters too. I mean, the race is kind of wide open and one day can really make or break a lot of these contenders and dark horses. So we'll see who can hold up against the pressure. I also want to be said like, just because it's in Georgia, like I just want to say like the voting law is passed in Georgia. These last, like in the last weeks, completely inexcusable. I, 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 I just, like, I even just like starting with like, you can't hand out water. I, yeah. why is that? It's like, forget, ju- the rest, it, forget the rest of it. I like. I, I don't need to get too political. Like, you can't hand out water. You ever been to Georgia? Right. Hot as hell. Right. I mean, that shows you though that it's not about voting. It's about oh, discouraging. No. People. Yeah. It's, it's about, about like the- I don't want to stay in in the, uh, an hour line. Yeah. Yeah. So it's disgusting. And Georgia, this is the one thing you can be proud of, and then you can go back to being the pariah of the country. Um, but yeah, I, I, I you know. I'm excited about some meaningful golf. Also, can we talk about Dustin Johnson's appetizer that he has on his master's meal today? Pigs in a blanket and lobster and corn fritters. That dude knows how to eat. That dude knows how to eat. I want to go to the master's so bad. My uncle was telling me he got to go down there one year and and watch it and was like, unbelievable food. He said, too, like, you just get, like, a chair where you can, like, put it wherever and then, like, you can leave. And like people will take your chair, but then you can like come back and be like, oh, hey, this is my chair. And everyone's just like knows that's the what it is. So like, oh, yeah, here you can have your chair back. Like it sounds like one of the coolest sports experiences in the world. Yeah, it does. I mean, that's why everyone's so crazy about it. Um, And yeah, I'm excited to, you know, I like Greeny and he loves the Masters. So he's about to like talk about the Masters for like six days straight. It's going to be. I love the Masters. Oh, like I like golf, but like, let's be honest. If it's not a major, it really isn't that, like, good job winning all these other tournaments, guys, and, and stuff. But, like, the Masters is like, all right, we're here's the first major of the year. Here's the, here's the ones that, that really, you know, mean a little something. Um, it's It should be a fun one. I'm Players to watch for me, too. Like, I'm really intrigued to see what DeShimbo does this weekend. Because last November, he came in rather, rather cocky. You know? I mean, like, he... He talked a good amount of shit about how he thought this was a simple course and, and that he was going to kind of run away with it, finished two under after talking a lot about how he was going to do. So now that the bullseye isn't quite on him, can he actually prove that this isn't that tough of a course? I mean, I, I think he's got the ability, but I think he talked a little bit too much last time and that ended up working against him. He, he certainly 
Uh, I saw him talk earlier this week, certainly coming into this tournament with, with much more humility than he did uh, a few months ago. Right. And he was talking about like the breathing problems he had in November and that he had surgery for. It's like, okay, well, we'll see. You know, there's a lot of, there's another guy coming off of injury that I'm in, interested to see what he does. It's Brooks Kepka, obviously coming off surgery, wants to play, you know, how ready is he to compete, let alone like win this tournament? We'll see. Uh, I'm hoping that he has a good return. I, I don't, I don't expect him to make any really big, big moves in this tournament, especially with the course um, preview that I've seen so far from the golfers. Um, but you know, who I'm focusing on mostly Mr. Jordan Spieth. Ah, oh, come on. The 2015 winner won his first tournament in four years at Valero this past weekend. You know, could he follow that up with a green jacket? Crazier things have happened. Uh, I, I'm happy that he won his first tournament. You could see how much it means to him when he was getting interviewed after that one. And, uh, yeah, I, I think he's got a great chance. So it'll be really interesting. Um, a lot of great names on the list though. Spieth's going to be uh, he's going to be teeing off with Morikawa so obviously a dude great... you know you know I'm keeping my eye on Colin Morikawa I can't oh, I can't I... not bring up Colin Morikawa I can't yeah. he's my dude like he's yeah I'm, ex- I'm really excited to see what he's going to do this weekend down in Augusta right and also you got to say I mean he's been struggling of late but Rory McIlroy can always make a charge in these types of tournaments unexpectedly and he's still chasing that career grand slam so he's got a little bit of you know his career is moving on. So he's got a little bit of pressure if he wants to actually like, you know, make it in uh, for the masters. So yeah, a lot of great golfers. It'll, I, I think, I think probably of all the people, we probably haven't said the person that's going to win. That's just kind of how it works. John, Absolutely. That, I was literally just about to say that. Well, and like, that's the thing with, you know, the masters and like, as much as I, I hope speed plays well, but I feel like whatever it's like any major and they're like, Oh, well this guy's playing the best. I'm like, then he's not going to win. Like every single time people are like, this guy's playing the best right now. I'm like, well, then I'm not putting my money there because it it is like Augusta. I feel like especially, ah, I probably shouldn't just, just majors in general. Like it can be so random about who plays the best four days of golf. And that's the thing with golf too. It's like, you have to take day by day, hole by hole. Like you, you, you can have a great day, the first one. And then, shit it down your leg the next like it's such a take one thing at a time um and you know dj's performance last year was so impressive since it was wire to wire we don't really see that a lot in masters or in majors in general like it's usually the guy that's coming in saturday is the leader by sunday is like seven and the guy that ends up winning was like 10 so yeah it's gonna be interesting and like i'm not picking dustin johnson's my favorite because listen to this he's finished top five for like five straight years so that means he's gonna suck this year i'd like i cannot i there's no way that he goes six and last year's crown and the way that he did it it's almost laughable to pick him again because it's just like what are the freaking odds what are the freaking odds of that in the sports world whatever is obvious isn't gonna happen right like it, we, we saw it last night we exactly. saw it last night so if it, um, seems, if it seems clearly etched in stone then you can go ahead and, and bet that that will not be what will be occurring. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see who are you picking? I am I'm going to go with the guy who I think you were about to bring up and I interrupted with you. I'm going to go with John Rahm. I, I, I think, I think the Spaniard is, he's been so close so many times to getting that first major. He, you know, he's just one of those golfers that just continues to, to get better, to improve um, in, in his game. And it's, it's kind of one of those picks for me where I'm just like, Look, this guy's going to get a major sooner rather than later. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Rom. Who are you taking? 
Um, you know, I didn't really know if I could pick one. Like, I, I wasn't 100% sold. So I went with the story. You know, I love a good story. So I am going Jordan Spieth. Uh, I love it. Ma- 2015. I can't it believe be it's great. been six years since Spieth won that that Masters. Like, yeah, it feels he, he was like, yeah. on top of the world, and it's crazy. Yeah, and I think, you know, his last big win was at Augusta. His next big win will be at Augusta. It's an improbable journey, but what else in these unprecedented times? Um, and I just put, can't pick Dustin Johnson. That's not how sports works. <laughs> yeah, Dustin Johnson, no way. Not, yeah, not going to happen. I'm I'm excited regardless. I'm excited. I would love if Colin Morikawa would win him for his first Masters. I would I would be hyped for that. So uh, there's there's a good chance I throw some money on on Morikawa. I was like betting, should. With, betting with golf too. Like I'm always like because it's so like you never know. Like the top eight or six favorites. I'm always like I'm not putting my money there because I I think you have as good as odds as anybody. Like if I'm gonna put money on a golfer, I want to get. I think the last one I saw for Morikawa was like thirty to one. Like I. I'm gonna, I want to get some money. I don't want 10 to 1 even. Like that's that's too good. That is too good. That's that's you can't trust that. Not in golf. No. Not in golf. No. No way. 